What's up, everybody? Today, we're going to break down the New York Jets heading into 2022, move along the AFC East. And this, we're going to answer the questions. Just what are Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson's roles? How high is Brees Hall's ceiling with Michael Carter still there? And is Zach Wilson a top 20 quarterback? Stay tuned. Let's address the offseason changes. They added three new tight ends. They signed CJ Uzuma and Tyler Conklin, both to three-year deals and relative amount, same amount of money, 20 to 24 million to be exact. And they drafted Jeremy Ruckert, a very athletic receiving tight end out of Ohio State. They drafted a talented rookie duo in Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He was a top 10 pick this draft. And Brees Hall is the first running back off the board. They took him in the early second round. They signed Lacan Tomlinson from uh, San Francisco, I believe. He is a top-rated guard. And they're hoping to get Mackie Becton back to strengthen their offensive line. And the most important one is they're finally healthy. Not a single skill set player for them played in all 17 games last year. Notably, Zach Wilson missed four, Michael Carter three, Elijah Moore six, Jamison Crowder five, and Corey Davis eight games. And it's really hard to be a successful group without everybody in the fold. And the group will be much better and more gelled together with everybody finally healthy. The backfield is going to be arguably the biggest improvement of all. They have Brees Hall, who stands at six foot. 220 pounds. He's capable of being that workhorse back. He will be the feature back in this offense, but Michael Carter isn't going to be phased away that much. Well, he will be compared to last year, but he's going to still be the third down complement and also the receiving dominant back. Tevin Coleman's likely going to be the third active running back on game day. Although they have Ty Johnson, uh, although Johnson played in over 200 more snaps than Coleman, they're probably going to opt with Coleman since Johnson is another receiving back. They already have that in Michael Carter. They're going to want to bring more variety with them on game day, even though neither will make a significant impact. That's something to monitor. They surprisingly had a good offensive line last year that could be better next year with Becton back in the fold and with Tomlinson signed over there. Their offensive line rated as the 11th best, according to PFF, and it's only going to get better next year. They bring back four starters from that unit. Overall, this team is the team improvement is immense. They're much better. It will adjust the game script to be more balanced. The Jets only ran the ball 380 times. They're going to be more competitive in games earlier on. And I'm expecting them to run the ball much more than last year. And with that, we get a more efficient passing attack. And let's dig into the roles of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. They're interchangeable and they're very versatile, both. More lined up in the slot 17% of the time last year. Not that high of a rate, but you have to consider that Jamison Crowder, the veteran slot player, was there. And also Braxton Berrios is very capable of manning that slot position. Garrett Wilson is noted for his versatility and how he lines up. He's going to take snaps in the slot, and he's going to be split in. As with Elijah Moore, again, they're pretty interchangeable. The running backs are heavily targeted, both Ty Johnson and Michael Carter got 55 targets on the year last year, a 22% target share as a group in 2022 or 2021, excuse me. That's due to decrease next year. As I mentioned, a lot of their top end receivers were hurt all year. They were starting guys like Denzel Mims on the field for them. So 
really the only players to pass to, and their tight ends weren't very talented either, and Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin. That running back target share is inflated because of the lack of talent around them. This year it's going to be much different. That slot position, as we detailed with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, that's the most targeted position in this offense. Barrios and Jamison Crowder uh, concatenate their targets last year, and you get 136 targets. That's a large portion out of this offensive attack. The tight ends are bound to consume a larger role also. I'm expecting those running back targets to shift over into the tight end department a little bit from the top. The tight ends only combined between Ryan Griffin and Tyler Croft for 67 targets last year. Again, they spent good money on CJ Uzma and Tyler Conklin and drafted Jeremy Rucker. As a whole, they're going to see about 15% of the target share at least up by 5% last year. And lastly, I just, I'm not trying to sell him to you. I'm just making you aware. Corey Davis is still alive. He's the biggest receiver in this group and he's the most experienced one. He's still a starter, whether he can stay healthy or not. uh, That's a pretty big question with him. Again, I'm not trying to sell you to him. I'm not telling you to go draft Corey Davis. I'm just making you aware that he's still there and he's still a starter. Areas of ambiguity. Um, one, especially with the wide receiver room, is that how often does Braxton Berrios play on the field? Because he steals that slot spot whenever he's on the field. Um, if he's on the field quite a bit, if he's in the fold, he could steal a lot of touches away from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore each. Um, so that's something to consider with him. Does Michael Carter still hold a larger role than what we are expecting him to be? I mean, he led the team in rushes last year, and he had 55 targets last year, um, over 200 opportunities to touch a ball. It's not like he can't handle the ball 10, 15 times a game. It's just I don't think that's going to happen with Brees Hall in the fold now. They spent a pretty high draft capital pick on him. So I'm expecting Michael Carter to be relegated to that third down back, but it's still something to consider if he's splitting time more 50-50 with the rookie Brees Hall. And lastly, does Zach Wilson take that step forward to run this offense? Similar to how Tua needs to take a step forward to run the Miami Dolphins offense. If Zach Wilson is overwhelmed, if he's holding on to the ball too long like he did last year, this offense is going to be dysfunctional once again. Here are rushing projections. We're expecting Brees Hall to touch, run the ball 213 times and total just over 1,000 yards. Michael Carter is going to run the ball 94 times for under 400 yards. That's pretty much the only notable thing. Hall's going to get the majority of the goal line work too since he's the biggest guy and likely going to be the most reliable in the ground game. Our passing and receiving projections, we have Zach Wilson just under 4,000 yards. 24 touchdowns and 13 picks, a solid progression from last year where he only had nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Uh, We expect him to take that step forward. After he returned from his injury last year, he showed a little higher poise. He had nine touchdowns and two interceptions to finish a year off. That was over about a seven-week stretch too. We expect the receiving output to be pretty diluted. There's a lot of weapons in here. Elijah Moore is going to lead the group, though, with 110 targets. Wilson not far behind with 97. 
And we have notably Michael Carter getting 58 targets to Brees Hall's 37. Brees Hall did have a lot of receiving production in college. Um, however, that's not his specialty. We're still more, he's still more than capable of handling that workload though. So he will be active in the passing game here and there. And here are our final fantasy scores. We got Zach Wilson scoring 242 points on the year. That would be good enough to finish us QB 17 last year. So is he top 20? I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned about that. I don't have a good answer. I think he's right there on the cusp of it though. Brees Hall at 190 points for the year. That would be finishing at RB 23 last year. I think he's personally being overdrafted. I see some analysts ranking him in the high teens, close to 10 um, consensus around RB 17. Nonetheless, he's going to finish. We project him to have 235 touches on the year. I've always said he's going to be in that 225 to 250 range. Uh, we put him right smack dab in the middle. So with that workload, I and I have him totaling over 1,200 total yards and nine trips to the end zone. He's still only an RB23, so just be cautious where you're drafting him at. Michael Carter is going to finish right around RB35, possibly a solid value option with him. Um, he could slip down because of the hall hype. And Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson both finish in the wide receiver 30 to 35 range, not far behind from each other. And CJ Uzma is probably not going to be that good of a tight end option considering Conklin's there and Ruckert's there. So there we go. That's your New York Jets offense for 2022. They have a lot of areas of ambiguity, you want to say, because they're a rather young offense. But I've personally found them an easier offense to project than a couple others that we've done so far. So I hope you like these. Thanks for listening, guys.